I'm Dr. Pete Economo, the East Coast Psychologist. And I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin, the West Coast Psychologist. And this is When East Meets West. Welcome back. Hi, Pete. Hey, it's so good to this is awesome. I know. We we enjoy doing this so we get to have an excuse to have a time on the calendar to chat on video and talk. Here we are. And Thanks, what are we talking about today? We're going to be talking about acceptance. So the reason I really want to talk about acceptance is that it's a word I would say most people use quite a bit. I hear everyone talking about it. They accept it. They don't accept it. To me, it doesn't seem to always be the most accurately understood concept. Do you, it's, I mean, it's so challenging because like if you think, I mean, I've had clients who have had been like abused or something and they're like, how do I accept that that's what it was? And I, I, so I think there's varying levels of like versus like I didn't win the lottery, like, okay, or I didn't win a gold medal. Like there's things that we, there's varying levels of distress for acceptance maybe? Well, well, actually, I, I'm glad that you used that example. So you're like, yeah, I don't accept that I didn't win the lottery. That's, that's not fair. Right. That's sort of an example of how out in the world colloquially yeah. The word accept is used as like, that's not okay with me. Right. Okay, fine. Like, yeah, you're, you're, it's not okay with you that you didn't win the lottery. Fair. I, I, I understand <laughs> it. I, I, sure. I hear you. The definition that we use in behavioral science and in mindfulness is very specific. Yeah. So give it to us. All right. So acceptance means experiencing and observing reality as it is. So you're on the West Coast. I sure am. And I'm on I'm the on East Coast. Those are facts. <laughs> and so <laughs> at times they say in the West Coast that there's lots of traffic. Uh-huh. And so there sure is. Okay. And so how do you apply acceptance to traffic on the West Coast? When I'm sitting in the 405, and for those of you <laughs> for <our laughs> in West LA, yeah, you you know, everybody's like, oh yeah, okay. I'm yeah. with you. Yeah. So I'm in on the 405 in bumper to bumper traffic. Does it matter the time that you're going? I mean, I mean, <laughs> ish. I mean, not really, honestly. So, if you're going at five o'clock on a Friday, forget you know, it. Def- yeah, you're definitely screwed. Buckle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, accepting being in traffic is saying this is what's happening. Yeah, I don't like it, and allowing myself to feel the irritation. Yeah, most people in that situation are like beating their fists against the steering wheel. You know, they're like, yeah. Well, Why? so one of my first dialectical behavioral therapy trainings in Connecticut, so I'm leaving Jersey, I'm driving to Connecticut and it's pouring rain and I'm late and I'm never late. I'm, I'm almost never late. I'm That's usually, true. yeah, I'm almost like a five minute early kind of person yeah, as you, you might are. imagine as a perfectionist. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so all of a sudden I'm late and I'm thinking like, and I wasn't sure like the registration and all this stuff. It was like some of the top East coast um, trainers in DPT. Yes. Uh-huh. And um, you know, I was really excited for it. And all of a sudden, uh, I look over uh, um, whatever road I was on. But you know, going from Jersey to Connecticut is not easy because you have to go through New York and there's tons of traffic. I look over, and on the median, there is this like vibrant pink flower. And I was oh. like, "Holy shit, that flower is gorgeous!" And I was like, "Oh, that's mindfulness." Because in that when- moment, I just I right I like yeah. I just took myself into the flower versus the frustration. You go back to the frustration. Well, you make space. Well, and I, I make wonder space if for it. Yeah. Make space for it. And I think where, where a lot of people get confused is I'm going to guess there are people listening going saying, Oh, so what Pete's saying is acceptance means look for the good things out there. Right. Keep no. your, look at, look for the beautiful pink flower. Right. And 
Life is not a beautiful pink flower. (laughs) There are beautiful pink flowers, uh, luckily. (laughs) Yes, on the median, on, you know, I don't know, the LIR or wherever. Yeah. Uh, Is that how you get? I don't know. I I forget. Right? Something like that. That's going out to look out, but close enough. Okay. Okay. I I was trying my hand. You were in in New York for 12 years. Eight. Eight. Oh, 12. Blah. Eight. 12. (laughs) Nikki's better at anniversaries than I am, but go ahead. Yes. Yes. So to see that pink flower requires first making space for what is. And that comes back to this idea of acceptance that most of us have trouble understanding accurately. That if you're saying, even when you have patients that have a trauma history, accepting it isn't, yeah, this happened, let's push it under the rug. It's actually really showing up and being present. Bring it in, yeah. the, The pain that it elicits yeah. no more, no less. And that's, that's also where mindfulness comes in. For my athletes, I always say like the heckling, you know, like let the, mm-hmm. let, yeah. let, the let, let the fans heckle you because I think sometimes emotions do that to us. It heckles. Yeah. You're like, Oh, you're not supposed to feel this way. Like you're, you're weak, you know, versus like, no, give yourself the space for this. And I remember losing um, one of my aunts, after like I really got into this whole mindfulness thing and being at the funeral and crying and being sad mm-hmm. and judging that because I was like, wait, mindfulness is about un- like non-attachment and acceptance. So how are you feeling sad at a funeral? And I think that it's like what I'm showing there is like it's helpful to realize that we go through these processes where and I'm sure you saw, you've seen that in yoga, you know, where you sort of think you're supposed yeah. to practice one way. And through right, go ahead. Like, yeah, through well, I was saying yeah, through through experience, you recognize it's it's really about contacting what yeah. is, and that's that's where that again, my uh, opinion is this beautiful <laughs> partnership of behavioral science and mindfulness shows up that contacting the moment, contacting the grief that you're experiencing, yeah. contacting the joy you're experiencing when you saw that pink flower, your you know guys that are being heckled, you know, contacting the frustration or irritation yeah. that shows up, that's a behavior. Yeah. That's what we call a covert behavior. Covert meaning it's happening inside your skin. I can't see you doing it. And I think a lot of people look at acceptance as something passive. Yeah. Have you heard that from, I hear it a lot. They're like, oh yeah, just accept it. It's going to happen to me. Yeah. And I'm like, oh no. Well, I hear that a lot because they'll be like, but then I don't achieve, especially with high performers. Like yeah. if, I accept, if I accept mediocrity, then I'm not actually going to achieve to get something superior. And I'm like, well, it's actually quite the contrary. I think once we can accept where we're at, we can commit to where we want to be. Correct. And yeah. and acceptance just means, again, this contacting what is, making yeah. space for what is. It's in no way to the point that you're making here, Pete, is that in no way is that antithetical to change. In fact, it's how change happens. There's, you know, I mean, you know, the, the famous DBT, uh, purple, the purple house metaphor. Do you remember that one? Um, give no? it to us. Give I'll it give to it to us. you. So this, you know, the, it's a famous uh, dialectical behavior therapy metaphor where they talk about you've like purchased your dream home. It's everything you've ever yeah. wanted. You know, I don't know. It's got a pool or whatever. You show up, the whole house is purple. Like the blinds are purple. The ceiling's purple. The carpet's purple. And you freaking hate purple. Yeah. So what, what are the options? Like you could show up to the house, you could like stomp around and like shake your fist to the sky. Like what? How dare this? They do this to me. You could like sit in the corner and cry about the house being purple you know, how's that going to go? Yeah. What, what's going to happen? Yeah, not great. It's going to still well, be purple. It's still going to be purple, right? So yeah. so what's the other option? And, you know, people are like, well, you could go get some paint. That's yeah, right. you could. 
you can't get the paint unless you first acknowledge like, yeah, the house is purple. That's right. All right. I don't like it. I'm, I'm distressed about that. Now yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah. And so what we talk about the acceptance is like building a strong foundation and you could decorate your house after, you know, and I think that's the other sure. thing that we use. We use lots of metaphors in this world. You know, and I think our our listeners are going to get really used to lots of them. Lots, whether it's a so, house or decorating, um, the buffet, the heckling. So, so, so there's going to be so many. Yeah. So sorry, or you're welcome. Whatever, yes. <laughs> whatever your experience. It's your welcome. Is. It's your welcome. It's your welcome. Uh, so, Pete, do you ever experience that people sometimes confuse acceptance with resignation? Yes, I think because the idea is, like I was just saying with these high performers, is like, let's say I want to be like a CEO. And so Mm -hmm. if I accept that I am not fully happy in my job or -hmm. accept that my my personal life is suffering, then maybe I'm resigning to where I am Mm -hmm. and not working Mm -hmm. towards becoming a CEO. And so it's the complete opposite of what we're trying to say in acceptance, right? So how do you help somebody to shift their understanding that acceptance isn't just kind of like dragging your feet and like, Oh, well, how do you help them really understand like the fullness of it? Well, I'd be interested. Like I do it through commitment. So commitment to Mm -hmm. change and also Mm -hmm. values. So I think, Mm -hmm. you know, cause that's, that's the key. Like bottom line is why do you want to be a CEO? You know, Mm -hmm. find meaning in that Mm -hmm. and then you can decide whether or not how to get there or find meaning in what you're working towards to accept. So what what's so bad about a purple house? You know, so like find what the purple means to you mm-hmm. and, and trying to like what colors then you want to pick. By the way, my dad loves lavender and it, like the majority of his house is lavender. <laughs> so that metaphor would not work with him. <laughs> no, he'd be like, this is perfect. It's like, say no more. That's my dream house. It's, yeah. you know, that yeah, it's my dream. It's more my dream house it's now that it's all purple. House. Yeah, it's yeah. more. It's more just, but wait, so what's your like, how do you work through a resignation? I I really help people to understand that acceptance is a behavior that requires them to step into what they don't want to step into. So oftentimes in in third wave cognitive behavioral therapies, acceptance and the word willingness are actually used interchangeably. So in mindfulness, you know, for listeners that have done a sitting practice before, a lot of times people will sit with their palms up in their in their lap, which yeah. is actually like a willing posture. Yeah, Pete yeah. and I are doing it right now on video. If, yeah. If you're watching, you go to the website. Go to the website. You can see it. Yeah. And if you actually, even if you're listening and you put your palms up, you're going to notice it's it's kind of a vulnerable uh, physical expression, right? Yeah. There's like an openness there. That's what acceptance is. It's not if you turn your palms over and squeeze your fists tight that's not acceptance. That's like literally white knuckling it. Yeah. But most people that I encounter tend to view acceptance as like, I either they're resigning themselves to something or they're, I got to bulldoze through this. And I really yeah. want to help people understand there is an opening up to discomfort, a willingness, right? Yeah. The white knuckling is something I think we've all done. And I yeah, think, of course, you I mean, know, yeah. grad school. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think yeah. sometimes I, you know, I struggle with that with like say athletes of color, you know, of like white knuckling through kind of being told where to be or what to do, right. you know, cause these are really challenging sort of conversations in that way. But I, I like that you brought up the, especially cause that that's that blend also with like yoga yeah. and a lot of us do that in, you know, in our, in our clinical part, like my clinical rooms, if you come to them, depending on which office you're at, there's meditation mats, there's, there's Zafus, there's yoga mats. Um, you know, there's blocks, 
because we're not just sitting in a chair kind of talking all the time. That's how I do it. And I, think, I was like, oh, I was like, that's awesome. I'm like, I, I yeah. am sitting in a, I'm sitting in yeah. a chair talking. And so, that's okay. That. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Well, and it's, yeah. yeah. Especially with athletes. Cause we want to be, we want to be yeah, active. Of course. You know? Yeah. And of I think, course. Um, yeah. And so one of the things I teach is I teach with the palms up is about sort of accepting energy and the palms down mm. is sort of grounding. Yes. Like, you know, I think I use that as well. We, yeah, and that's likely. I, I was as you were saying the the palms up with the vulnerability. I was thinking like, where the hell did I even learn that? I think it's a yoga practice. I I learned it from a yoga teacher. I thought so too. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. learned it from a yoga teacher. And I always feel it, and I and I, I don't. I think a hundred percent of the time, clients can feel that too that I've worked with. Where if we play around with the difference, if you sit for like five minutes together, six, seven minutes, whatever, when it's up, mm-hmm. you sort of feel like you're sharing something. Versus like when it's down, you're just kind of in yourself. Yeah. And there's, and this is, you know, example of there's a different time and, and uh, choice for, for everything based on the context. You know, I like to invite people to say like, whatever you, whatever you're, whatever you're needing in that moment. And I'll also yeah. say, if you always meditate with your palms down, try it palms up. If you always meditate palms up, try it palms down. If you have pancakes every Saturday morning, try to yeah, have eggs one Saturday eggs sometimes, you know, absolutely. <laughs> like mix yeah. it up, you know? Mix it up. Because that's Absolutely. flexibility, and that's, I think, right? And flexibility, like, how do you see flexibility with acceptance? I mean, I, I, yeah, I think you you actually can't have flexibility without acceptance. That's right. Acceptance means again coming back to this definition of contacting reality as it is. So yeah. you know, we're in the midst of a global pandemic, and. Yeah we are being asked right now to change our behavior in ways that we never thought we would. I mean, I, I'm just now offering up to patients to some people return live if they want, oh. but, but they're, but I said, we're gonna have to wear masks in session, you know, right. which I, and I said, look, you know, so we can continue with tele- telehealth and I'm joking going like, you know, I've never done therapy in a mask. I have no, I have no idea uh, what have. that will be. None of us have. And yet, yeah. I'm radically accepting that yeah. this this is the context. This is what's happening. And then I have choices of what to do, right? right. Do people want to come back and mask? Do they want to do telehealth? Yeah. You know, that's a very- Because there's always yeah. avenues, right? There's several yeah, there's avenues. All, yes. You know, you think about, and we'll go back to the West Coast, the 405, uh-huh, on the 405. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, maybe this isn't the best metaphor, but like, Usually, okay, in, in, in the East, on the East Coast, you could, I could get to one place, five or six different roads. Well, actually, there is actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do an LA, an, a repping LA. Yes. Love it. Yes, I, <laughs> Thank you, you know, I love LA extremely deeply. Yes, you uh, do. Yes. LA, maybe actually, more than I love Jersey, but go yeah, ahead. Yeah, maybe, maybe LA is actually, you know, was built before the freeways. And so yeah. LA is known for these certain streets like, like Wilshire and San Monica Boulevard go from the ocean all the way through down town. So there's actually always a way you can get off the freeway and go. <laughs> Those roads might also be filled with traffic uh, depending on the time <laughs> that you're traveling. Yeah. So yeah, there, there's options, right? There's options. option is is how you interact with what's happening, right? That's right? You could like, you know, again, like call your friends and like complain how pissed you are that you're stuck in traffic. Drink or you could, some more, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully not drinking one. Well, but I'm saying, but this on, is- on, on, While driving a car. That's well, what well, I- <laughs> Oh, call your friends while you're yes, in the car. Yeah. Got you. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, I mean, that's an op. Technically, well, your option. Because but people often will get after like sitting in traffic, they'll get to where they're going and say, "Pour me a stiff one," right? You know, and I think that that's something that what we've talked about in the coping episode is like, you know, there's there's adaptive and maladaptive coping, and so I think yes. acceptance. What the one thing I say is, I find acceptance to be a word that's either you know easy to say or spell, but almost 
it's really challenging it's to practice. So hard. I was oh, gonna say almost so impossible, but it's not impossible. But like it's super challenging to actually practice. Yeah, it's not. You know, I always uh, to that point because I 100% agree with you. It's it's one of the hardest things to practice. I think one of the so. hardest. Oh yeah. It's, it's, you know, I think people have an expectation when they view it as something passive that it's just going to happen to them, going to like yeah. wash over them. And I always say like, look, if it was just going to wash over you, if it wasn't active, if it wasn't something that required intention and willingness and practice, none of us would have any trouble yeah. accepting things that are hard. This That's is, right. it, it's a, it's a, but the good news is it's a muscle basically that you can, you can strengthen, you know, yes. you can get more skilled at practicing acceptance, though that doesn't mean that accepting something makes it pleasant. I think that's, that's right. the hard thing too, right? Do you, you know, yeah, I feel like sometimes we're key. like, I accept it and now it's going to be good. And I'm like, no. oh no, it's actually just I like, accept it hard. and I've learned it how to feel like crap. Yeah. Because I think no matter what, how hard we work, it's, you know, and I think that's our biggest challenge is that Nikki and I, and Nikki, we want to help people feel better. Yes. You know, and that's, and so in the East, they see this as natural suffering. So the things that we're working on accepting is just part of the culture. It's part of the Eastern spiritual practice, right? In Zen, the first noble truth is that life is suffering. We all suffer. Yeah. And, and in the West and particularly in the United States, it's how can I feel good? Yeah, you know, let me take I, a pill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let me let me yeah. pay an expensive psychologist. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. There's all yeah, these things, yeah. and again, and I get it. And I, I love, I love, and and in cognitive behavioral therapy, our goal is for clients not to have to work with us. So you know, our goal is for absolutely them, right, and that's absolutely. key. Yeah, it's key. Well, and and so a lot of that work then focuses on helping people understand that having a life that you want to have requires willingly, openly making space for what you don't want and that that's going to crack open the space to what you do. And, you know, I always say it's like kind of like a quote unquote secret of the universe, but not a secret. (laughs) It's been around in Eastern traditions for thousands of years. So, you know. Why aren't they doing it more? But I I love that. The secret of the universe. Secret of the universe. This has been awesome, Pete. Thank you for talking about acceptance today. I'm looking forward to, I'm sure sure talking about it many more times because this is not not a, a one and done kind of conversation. Never. And so we're going to go, I'm going to go leave here and go work practice on some acceptance. Sounds good. That's secret of the universe. Tell me how it goes. This has been When East Meets West. I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin. And I'm Dr. Pete Economo. Be present, be brave. This has been When East Meets West. All material is based on opinion and educational training of Drs. Pete Economo and Nikki Ruman. Content is for informational and educational purposes only.